Welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zoratustra, broadcasting live from Los Angeles. And uh, the topic of today is lack of self-confidence. Most of us throughout our lives have dealt with lack of self-confidence. It's a very common phenomena. Um, we're going to get into that and uh, where it comes from, what creates it, and how you can overcome that. The topic of lack of self-confidence, it's something that we all suffer from, from childhood. It's basically um, a form of conditioning that has taken place, uh, whether it was in our schooling or our parents, our siblings, that they started putting us down or we had some kind of disability or in some reason some disadvantage and uh, so it really got into our head and became bigger and bigger so how many times it happens that you meet somebody you like and you're attracted to a man or a woman and uh, you may find them very superior in a way to you as far as their looks goes because you haven't spoken to them yet and and you may think about approaching them you want to talk to them but the first thought comes to your mind that you're not worthy enough or you're not good enough to approach them and talk to them so and then you back off um, it happens a lot with your dreams that you want to become something or do something in life and then again the feelings or the thought comes that you're not worthy enough or capable of accomplishing whatever is your dream whatever you want to do now those of you who've been with me you know i'm not a motivational speaker and uh, i'm not an active uh, advocate of talking about Things like you can do anything you want in this life, or you can accomplish whatever it is. Yes, it's possible to do that. The possibility is there. So when I'm talking about the subject of self-confidence, it goes back into the very concept and very idea of reaching the higher consciousness, reaching the 5D consciousness through expanding your awareness. And the number one thing that you may come to as you are expanding and you're opening up to a higher level of consciousness and being is rec the recognition of the thought patterns that's happening in our minds, of noticing your thoughts. There is no department of ugliness that I know of that you may be getting a mail uh, every week somebody comes and knock on the door and delivers a mail to you and it says you're ugly you're you're not good enough you're not worthy enough or you don't get an email every week from the department of ugliness telling you that you're ugly you're you're stupid you're not good enough. Maybe in your childhood, and that has happened to all of us, it has happened to me, that your siblings or your parents shut you down. 
and they told you you're stupid or you're you're ugly or whatever or friends made fun of you or your your friends in school made fun of you or a teacher in school made fun of you and put you down but in your adulthood if somebody tells you that then there is something really wrong if you're in a relationship in a marriage or whatever sort of relationship you're in and your partner tells you uh, that you're dumb or you're not good enough then and you're an adult you really need to look into that and dig deeper into this relationship because it is an abusive relationship but let's uh deviate from that kind of abusive relationship in our adulthood and get into uh, more of a norm or ordinary person that has this sense of not being good enough and this sense of this feeling that we may get that we're not good enough, especially when we do come across a challenge or a dream, or something we want to get or get to, somewhere we want to get to. And uh, where does this thing about I'm not good enough come from? How do we come to that? Is it like somebody tells us that? Or prior to someone telling, telling me you're not good enough, is that a thought travels into my mind, and that thought is or that feeling, it may not even be so clear as a thought, but there's a feeling that I am not good enough. I am not worthy enough. And if you dig deep and pay attention, you will see that this is what's going on in your mind. And you come across the a situation, a borderline that you want to cross this borderline. And move into a different level in your life of whatever whatever that is and the thought comes that you're not good enough and you can't do it and that's the first thought that comes into your mind and if you pay attention to it you will see that this has happened to you so so many times in your life that you're not worthy enough you can't have what you want or you can't be with a person you want to be or archetype type of a person you want to be or you're not worthy of being loved you're not worthy of being happy you're not worthy of being successful and and when those thoughts come then what we do is is the next thing is we are comparing ourselves to other people. So now I compare myself to my cousin, my friend, my peers, colleagues, and some of them, maybe they made it or they become very wealthy or they become famous or they're, they're successful in love, love uh, department. Whatever that is, it's very easy for us to pick somebody and compare ourselves to them and look look at it in a way that they've made it and I haven't made it and I'm not worthy or good enough or I'm not smart enough to do that. Isn't that what we do normally? Comparing ourselves to other people. 
and a lot of it is happening in our heads in it's in our psyche of a com constantly comparing ourselves to other people and based on that comparison uh it, it what happens is it's kind of becomes a natural thing or it becomes a normal thing i wouldn't say natural but it becomes sort of like a normal thing of a constant comparison a constant uh, use of relationship of in relation to my nephew my 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 sister my brother or my friend in relation to them i have not accomplished i'm not accomplished or whatever that is and you can just go through all different facets of life and the number one thing the easiest way is you can start with yourself you start with your looks your body and then you can start with your finances uh what do you own uh, are you in a relationship do you have a healthy relationship do you have love in your life or you're you're lonely you're alone you can just pick these things up one at a time and look at it and you will see that all of these are all depending it's connected to a a relationship in relation to something else so i may come and say like i'm not successful in this life i didn't make it financially um well okay you didn't make it financially in comparison to what to what is it you're comparing yourself to that you didn't make it or i don't look i don't look good enough well in comparison to what what are you comparing it to that you don't look good enough or i'm not really worthy to be happy so okay you're not worthy to be happy in what are you comparing it what is happiness that you're comparing this to because it does get compared to something and if you begin to contemplate on it and and look at it and pay attention throughout the day and it happens constantly because existence is going to be testing you and putting you in this position over and over again uh to kind of force us to look within ourselves to take a look at it to look at the source of it because we're trying to fix this this in the outside world we're trying that's where we're trying to fix it but if we're not digging deep within ourselves it doesn't matter how much you fix on the outside world the issue is always going to be there it's never going to be enough okay i have an issue with not you know i want to be i i don't feel like my finances are good enough and i need to be rich i need to have more money and so i really work hard to make more money and now i got a million or 2 million dollars but now i'm comparing myself with my new friends who are much more wealthy so this this lack of self confidence is going to continue because it's never enough and wherever i'm at whatever i accomplish is not enough and sometimes it's okay in life because it pushes you and forces you to improve and and 
get to a better place to a certain point, but then it could be, it's very, in the same time, could be a very unhealthy quality that we have picked up because of our childhood, early childhood conditioning and the traumas that have happened to us. And we operate from a state of fear because what is lack of self-confidence? Where does it come from? It's because I'm afraid. It's a fear. I'm not confident enough to try something because I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid I may fail, right? Mainly, I'm afraid maybe I'm rejected and I don't know how I'm going to live with myself if I get rejected. So it's better I don't even try because I can stay in this place and be safe. So I'm not going to even try. So fear, rejection, what else? Anybody? So you begin to look at it. You notice it. You begin to notice it that there is something inside you. It first starts with the thought of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. And you notice it. And then also in, in life, we have the opposite, that people who are overconfident and, uh, or they're aggressive and uh, they got this personality that they're entitled or they want to take over. And, um, and that also can, it can become very unhealthy too, because it's kind of like the total spectrum of feeling not good enough or I'm not worthy of having it to the point that there is this arrogance that they, you know, I'll take whatever I want and everybody's here to serve me. And I really don't give a damn about what other people feel or think as long as I get what I want. And you can see that happening all over the world too. And you probably have encountered people like that. So that's the other part of it the opposite part of it. So for me, it was like when I came to this awareness um, and I noticed that this is a challenge that always presents itself. It's always there and it pops, pops up and it kind of like keeps you in shape because you may think that you got over it and it's, and it's done. And, but it keeps popping up over and over again, reappears in different ways in your life. So it does require attendance. You need to be attending and being aware that this thought is going to come into your mind, shows up whenever you're coming, to, you're on a crossroad of something, something you're going to be doing. Um, and all of a sudden, fear comes and this thought comes that you're not worthy of doing it or you can't do it or you're not good enough to do it. You want to identify that. You want to see it and become aware of it by simply becoming aware of it, Awaring of becoming aware of your fear, becoming aware of the thought, the feeling that you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. And by becoming aware of it, sometimes I'm not saying that it's instantly you're over this problem, 
because sometimes the fear is so strong and so powerful that freezes you and you become frozen and you can't act. And I get it, but that's the first step. The first step is self-awareness to become aware of the presence of this fear, the presence of these thoughts that this thought is telling you that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and you cannot do it. So it's basically a thought and a feeling. That's all it is. And sometimes you're going to have to challenge yourself and break, break through it and go for it and, and be bold and see what happens. And yeah, I mean, do I always get what I want in this life? No, of course not. Do I get rejected? Yes, constantly. Always something happens in life. You get rejected or, or maybe you fail and, or you don't succeed. So what? But who does? There are some people in this life or around you that they appear to be very successful. They always get what they want. And there are people in life that you see that they fail. They're, both of them are there. But it's interesting because if you really get into the lives, if you really get to know some of these people that you perceive as being very successful and go-getters, and you really dig into their lives and get close to them, or maybe if you get a chance to dig into their psyche, you will see that they have their own challenges and they're dealing with that. It just doesn't look like it to you because there's this appearance of success and confidence and everything is good, but they also have to struggle. They also have to go through different stages to, to get to where they're at. So you basically going to have to go through your fear. The fear arises and it's very powerful. For me is whenever I come across something that there's a lot of fear about it, it's, I take it as a challenge that now I need to walk into this fear and see what's there. And most of the time when I walk into my fear, it dissipates, it, it evaporates. It was just a barrier that somehow my psyche had created uh, or somehow existence had created it for me from a long time ago. And uh, I would hit this wall and not be able to break through it. But then when the awareness comes, everything else, everything changes because you have the power of awareness, self-awareness. You are aware that fear is here. You are aware of the thoughts and the emotions telling you, you can, you cannot do it. And it's here in your head. So you hear that and you don't buy it. Now I'm not talking about fear like you're somewhere very sketchy in the middle of the night and you're going to walk through a dark alley and uh, you should be doing it and challenging yourself. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. Okay. So I don't attribute that into self-confidence. I would attribute it to stupidity because uh, you're putting yourself in a very dangerous place. And uh, obviously, if you're street smart, you won't do that. You'll, you'll choose another path, 
of not putting yourself in a situation like that. That's not, uh, it's a different story. I'm not talking about that. And I'm not saying that fear is a, is a bad thing. Fear is not a bad thing. It's, we have to have it. This body-mind mechanism requires having fear to preserve itself. Because if, if you don't have any fear at all, you may not even live very long because you may just get involved into some kind of dangerous activities or take yourself on the edge and uh, not live very long. So if, uh, fear is not necessarily a bad thing. It's designed to preserve, preserve the mechanism. <clears throat> All right, anybody has any questions? No questions, okay. Some new people, welcome. Some I haven't seen. Hi, Mona. Nice to see you. Yeah. Hi, Agata. Hello. It is Hello. very nice to be in the meeting. I don't know if you've got my voice. Yeah, I can hear you. Welcome. Okay. I'm very happy to be here with all the um, participants and, of course, you with the, I don't know what to say, your um, words, like they are quite, um, I cannot describe the words that they, they help me a lot with my life. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm very happy you join us. And you're in the Kish Island in Iran. So you're... Actually, I am. But right now, um, two days ago, I decided to meet my family. Now I'm in Kerman for a couple of days. Okay. And then, yeah, then I will go back to the island. Well, give my love to everybody. I will. I will. Nice having you here. Maria Mary from Poland. Do you want to say hello to me? Do you want to unmute yourself, Maria? I think you live in Warsaw. Hi, Maria. No? Are you being shy? Come on, we're talking about self-confidence. Breakthrough. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. I see some old friends. Um, my brother, Heinz, let's talk about what we were talking about before. Do you want to... You want to bring up what you brought up last time so we can talk about it since no one's asking any questions? Oh, yes, um, that was a question which is rather difficult for me because you say all the time we should not go into the past, but still I think, well, I have a friend who is, for her it's very easy to go into the past to see some past things that happened. Right. I, I talked to her that there is a person where I have conflicts all the time. And okay. I asked if she sees something in the past which might um, be a reason for this. And for her, it's seconds that she knows it. And then I think it would be helpful to go into this and, and try to, to make something positive of, out of it. I don't know how, but... At least okay. to understand what I did in the past, not as a victim, but one who is doing something which is maybe not, not helpful in the past. Right. Well, it's a good thing you brought this up. Um, okay, let me clear this part. Um, it's the nature of the mind is to go in the past or the future. Uh, I mean, the future doesn't even exist. So future is a projection from the past. So we're using something from the past, projecting it into the future. But so basically, that's where most of the time we're dwelling. And, and there's 
there's nothing you can do about the mind going to the past, but dwelling in the past is different. I mean, when I get together with my friends, we, of course, we talk about things we used to do, this, that, or remember, oh, remember that we did this, we did that, and it's a lot of fun. And there are also times that you want to make decisions and you are referring your, to your memories, past memories, and you're deriving information from your past mistakes or experiences. So uh, naturally, you don't want to fall into the same trap. And there's no need to re-experience something that we've already done that maybe 10 times and we learn things from it. So we're naturally thinking about, okay, I'm not going to be doing this, or I'm not going to make this investment, or I'm not going to get involved with this person uh, because of my past experience. I can smell it. I can feel like this is trouble. So I am not saying we are not using our past experiences, thoughts, or whatever has happened. We are constantly in contact with it. What I'm saying is dwelling in the past is a different story. That's what a lot of people do. They're continuously dwelling in the past. They're living in the past. And you can see that in people who in the unconscious world, let's put it that way, people are not doing work on themselves. And uh, especially if they're a little bit heavy, that is, you know, you see it in family, relatives, parents, or people around uh, who are not doing the work, and continuously they're talking about something that has happened or, or you've done, and they just can't let it go. It's just like a broken record keeps repeating itself. That's what I'm referring to. But it would be impossible for me and very uncomfortable very funny if I'm hanging out with a friend and I don't allow them to say anything of our past experiences. So every time they want to say something, I cut them off uh, or I cut myself off. Then, then it becomes too mindy because the whole time I'm just thinking about, oh, I cannot say anything about the past because it's the past. So now I'm stuck in my head instead of just being fluid and being myself. And there are times that I catch myself that my mind goes to something. Let's say I was, I was driving my car the other day. I'm listening to a song and it was a, a, a love song. And, and it took me back to when I was 16 and I, and I was in this party and I met this person and we danced and, and, uh, there was all these love feelings and this song brought all those love feelings. And, and yeah, and it was very, it's very sweet. You just go into that place and you feel it. And uh, maybe sometimes it brings some sadness or, or whatever, whatever that it brings. And yeah, you feel it, you go through it and then you move on for well, how long, whatever time that, you need to go into it or sometimes. So that's a part of awareness that you're conscious and you're aware and you're aware that 
you are going into this place. You're aware that your mind and your emotions taking you into a past experience. And sometimes, you know, it could be a traumatic experience. So you go there and you feel and, and ugh, it has these weird feelings to it. And once you become aware that your mind has gone there, you sort of appears to have a choice whether you're going to stay in it and keep moving into that feelings or you're just going to let it go and come back here. And happens to me quite often. All of a sudden I realize, oh, wow, I'm, I'm in this place. And actually it doesn't feel good. And you just come back into this moment instead of keep entertaining the thought. And sometimes you need to go into the past trauma or the thought and dig into it and entertain it for a period of time and let it just run its course. We call it therapy until it's over, but not living in it or being haunted by it constantly and keep repeating the same story. And you're a healer. You come across people. I'm sure you come across people that they're constantly in their story. Poor me. This happened to me. That happens to me. I can't trust people. Everybody screws me. People take advantage of me. Um, they steal money from me. And it just keeps going on and on. And so what happens is they become energy draining. They start sucking your energy by, by their poor story, poor me, because they can't just stop. They need to constantly go over it. Those people you want to run away from very quickly. Is it making any sense? Does yes, it perfect. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate it because this is something that... A lot of these different things, I mean, I've talked about it in the past in, in earlier academy days. And, uh, but, you know, I, you know I've, sometimes I just think, oh, I talked about this, but it was like three years ago I talked about it. And then uh, somebody brings it up. It's nice to talk about it again because there's always constantly new people come and go. So they haven't heard uh, some of these things. Is there anything else you wanted to ask me, Heinz? For myself? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks. What else do we have? Anyone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to unmute yourself, Mona. Okay, great. Yes, I do apologize. Uh, I just wanted to know you talked about energy draining people, or I don't know what we can call them. I don't want say that because some of them are loved ones you know but unfortunately although they are happy and you can see that they are happy they try to nag all the time about the things which are happening in their lives you know nothing yeah. can satisfy them although i mean i know that they are happy but when you, they want to talk to you all the sadness in the world is going to be uh, shared by them you know so it's yeah. very difficult so what should we do with that well, especially if you come from an Iranian uh, background, uh, because the culture is based on sadness and drama, uh, which, you know, we both come from that background. So I understand it very well. And uh, 
it dwells on the past. It dwells on all, most of the songs are sad. Most of the songs are about misery and trauma. So, and of course, many traumatic things have happened to that culture, to that nation in past 40 years. And what's going on right now is also is hardcore. So, uh, and with all the financial pressure, economic pressure that the, the culture is under, uh, naturally is tainted people and it's kind of pushed them into that direction, um, which, you know, in a way I can't blame them, but that's what's going on with them. Uh, I relate to what you're saying again, because I come from the, my roots are from the same culture. And, and even though I'm not so much involved in the, in the uh, Persian community, but of course I have my own family and I, being around them, I can see how the mind keeps going back into all the stories. Um, it's very difficult to be around people who are constantly dwelling into the past traumas and issues and whatever has happened, and they they just can't get out of it. They become very they're they're an energy drain. They suck your energy. So just to add to it, you know, it's not just about our culture or Iranian culture. I, I have friends from, I don't know, France, from London, but all the time that the things that they are talking about are about daily things and everything is about sadness, especially in the past two years. They never say something new all the time, nagging about the job, fear of being redundant because of the you know, COVID situation and all these things, or uh, like my friends who are all the time nagging about their relationships, how the guy, for example, dumped them or they decided to dump the person because they weren't in love with that person. So yeah. they don't have real things to talk about at all the time. I don't know, maybe I'm a kind of person that they want to sh share these things with, but I think every time, but I don't know how to treat them, you know, how to talk to them, or I cannot delete them from my life because some of them are co-workers or some of them are friends. So I cannot do that. So I don't know how right. to treat that. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I have a few friends that I care for him and I have love for him. And uh, somehow I'm in communication with them. And uh, all three of them, they're financially well off or they do a lot better than I do. And uh existence has showered them with blessings and they're very unappreciative of what they have so they always find an issue whether the problem is the homeless people and uh, they get into it or it's COVID or uh, it's the government or it's another country or it's global warming or whatever it is they always complaining about something so to a certain point, I just sit there and listen. Um, of course, I don't have a lot of patience these days. So <laughs> I, cut, I, I have to cut them off and I say, okay, I heard that and let's come back here. Let's look around. Let's look at around. Is there anything missing right now? Okay, stop. Take a deep breath, my friend. And okay, right now, is there anything missing? You have two hands, two eyes, 
uh, you have food in your stomach, you got a car, you have a home. Is, is everything right now? Yeah, but that I'm not talking about but blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about right now. Is everything okay right now? Are you cold? Are you in pain? Is something's missing? So I have to bring him back in here. I have to cut him off and bring him back in here and say, okay, let's talk about here today. Is there anything missing? And then they're, they're kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, everything, you know, everything is okay. So yeah, they're, they're pain in the butt. I agree. Can I say something? Yes, please. Like on the subject, this well, it was mentioned just right now. Isn't it like that, that the others are the parts of ourselves and either more or less integrated with, with us? And isn't it like a mirror of something that we have inside of us? And if we don't want to get into that conversation whatever that is there is always a choice with the choice is taking attention away from that not paying attention because with the attention there is the energy i mean i'm 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 i'm, I'm talking from my own experience anytime anything like that is happening in the group either i go away or i just i even look at the person but i don't pay attention to it <laughs> it, it, he or she is talking to me, but I'm not hearing that really. I am in, right. in, in some certain state that it doesn't like touch me. And right. usually they just go away. Either they think I'm whatever, not social person or I don't care. But right. it's, yeah, I'm just sharing my experience. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I appreciate it. Yes, I would say I do that too at times i mean how many times it's been like we've all been in that situation and someone's yapping about i don't know something you find very stupid or very ordinarily uh some relationship drama blah 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 blah, blah, blah that you've heard that story 20 times and you're just not listening anymore your mind is somewhere else yeah you check out and uh in relation to what you first said, isn't this a part of yourself? Yes, it is a part of ourselves. Everything is a part of me, a part of the self. So that's, you know, also one way of dealing with it by checking out, which I'm sure a lot of us do that. Hi, Roshanak. Welcome back. Long time no see. Uh, I was thinking, is it is it not a... Uh, challenge for us to be more patient and uh, more compassionate toward others that uh, thinking that they are negative and uh, try to avoid them i can only speak for my personal experience i can't write a formula from other people um as i am evolving or call it getting older i'm finding myself less patient for yeah Personally, I don't know. Other people can do whatever it's working for them. Compassion is a different story. I do, I see, I have developed more compassion for humanity, but not necessarily patience. But that doesn't mean, I think when you get older, 
and I see it with a lot of my friends. Um, you kind of de develop this quality of, and I uh, like you don't really want to beat around the bush with people. You know, when you're younger, you're just like all over, you pour your energy into whomever comes across your path and you're talking to this person, that person, hanging out with this person, that person. And, and you know, you're more spread out energetically. As you get older or more mature or wiser, you kind of start cutting off things uh, that there you don't have in common with because you've already done a lot of your experiments and you get you have this laser vision of okay you just want to do what you what brings makes you happy you don't have patience for idiots let's put it this way compassion is a different story yeah i'm not all over myself i have very limited uh, person to be with um, it was a general impression I had yeah. uh, regarding the confidence. The more older you get, you don't care <laughs> about all the things that you were, uh, you know. Right, uh, right. You, you exactly. I mean, it's in a way, in a way, it's a blessing. I mean, there's a lot of amazing qualities that you develop as you get older, and. And also, you have to deal with a lot of other stuff because you're aging, uh, which is a pain in the butt. But on the positive side, yeah, you don't want to waste your time with BS or people who are full of shit. So you don't spend time with them. You're, you've been doing it for years and years. And that's a part of the wisdom. That's a part of like your... You're just saying, okay, this is not supporting me. It's not giving me any energy. I don't want to go there. It sucks my energy. But you don't know till you get there. And that's a part of growing up and evolving. You must understand that we are a very, very small minority on a planet of sleepy people. So majority of the planet is asleep whether we're on the dawn of the age of Aquarius or not, but it's a sleepy planet. And you somehow came here for your training in this dual world. So unless you tap into spiritual communities and you start getting, being in this um, surrounding yourself by people working on themselves, which also that has a lot of different levels and conditioning, because that could be very annoying too. Uh, but at least you are around people who speak the same language or they understand to a certain point. Uh, the rest of the planet is asleep. And somehow these sleepy people run the planet. They're in control. Of course, they're not in control. I mean, you go higher than that. But what it appears to be, I'm talking about the apparent world. That's all we're talking about today, what appears to be. So, yeah, it's a sleepy planet. If it wasn't a sleepy planet and it wasn't a sleepy mentality, it would have been completely different because we have all the resources. We have the technology and the intelligence to create a utopian society. We have it all. Everything is here. But obviously, that's not what the source wants. That's not what 
the grand spirit plans on creating of creating a utopian society. Now there may, there may be a taste of it every once in a while here and there that something forms or there's villages or small areas, spiritual communities or communes that they have created that model of a utopian life uh, society. But overall, it's very, very much asleep. So we're this minority that most of us being persecuted, being attacked continuously uh, for the way we are. Because the more you get evolved, the more spon spontaneous you become. And you're breaking free from that way of thoughts, that way of thinking. And that mentality of thinking is based on a lot of judgments, is based on fear. It's very much rooted in duality because it doesn't see oneness, it sees others. It's very much firm uh, in its way of thinking that like what we talked about last week about the wave, that this wave arises from the ocean and it goes higher and higher and higher. And that's where the ego, that sense of separation, individuality is in it. And it says, look at me, look at me. I'm big and I'm bad and I'm strong. And I'm just going to take whatever I can for me um, until the wave crashes back into the ocean. So we here are this expression of the absolute that has come to this self-awareness is starting to realize itself starts to the mind starting to turn inwards and you're kind of looking at yourself looking at your own behavior looking at the way you are and and maybe first it's physical and if you go deeper, you start to do an exploration of your own psyche, an exploration of your own mind, an exploration, which pseudo-spirituality is there right now. So in this evolution of human consciousness, when you're dealing with, generally, you look around the world, especially in the West, with the pseudo-spirituality teachings, it's in an elementary stages. They're learning ABCD of spirituality because it's, you know, it's saying like, okay, you can do anything you want in life. You can accomplish anything you want. Let me give you these tools that you can manifest uh, whatever you want, which is better than the sleepy world, but it's evolving, but it's still rooted in duality. It's rooted in separation. So it's like, you know, it's like a pyramid and, you know, it's in that level and slowly, slowly, so slowly, if you're lucky in this life, you evolve. And as your attention is being turned inwards, you're looking, you're, you're watching yourself. So naturally in the beginning, you're going to go through these stages and you're going to be working on your, your issues. Uh, and you may get into psychotherapy, like a lot of the workshops and, and um, things that being offered in life, it's, it's some sort of psychotherapy. 
you're looking at your past, your, you know, a lot of people have daddy issues or abandonment issues or uh, been abused by their parents or guardians or been left out, especially in the West, which family values, they're not very strong anymore and they lost their, their grip. So, um, so you're looking at a lot of like stuff like that. But then eventually, if you're lucky or if it's your time, you evolve, you arise above that duality and you may get to this point that, okay, I've been working on my emotional, psychological issues for past 20 years. I've taken a lot of workshops. I've read a lot of books. I went to a lot of seminars and I am exactly where I was. I still get easily triggered. So then you may just go beyond that and look a bit deeper because you may say, okay, there might be something. And then you may come across any kind of, of these teachings that your childhood issues, your traumas, their thoughts and their emotions. So you may be able to go above that, beyond that, to look and, and say, okay, I don't want to fix feelings anymore or thoughts anymore. I want to go beyond thoughts and feelings. And then you may touch silence, which is just quiet. You're here and you go beyond the thoughts. You go beyond the past and you go, you're not concerning yourself with the future. So slowly, slowly you're falling into this place, this eternal now. And in touching that, coming across it, like what we do here, then all of a sudden you may experience a phenomena which is very difficult to explain, but it happens. It's hard to, to put words with it, to it, to explain it with words, but it's the phenomena is like an, ex, you know, when you fall, when you go into meditation and when you just are, you have a successful meditation, means you, whether you were using your breath and your breathing, or you just somehow you're capable of falling in and you go into this place. And it's like you're sitting, you're in a front, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're like this from that is like, you're going here. You're just kind of like relaxing. So there is a little bit space opens up. You know, I'm here, I, let's say I'm here close to the camera and I, I, you know, and I pull back. So now the space between me and the camera, there's a little bit more space. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. So in this, I'm using this analogy to show you something. What I want you to, to understand is that is in the moment when you disconnect from the stories of your past and you're not there and you're not going into the future, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm really worried. And you just hear however time you're able to be here, maybe five minutes, half an hour, whatever that is. And in that time, you just relax into it here you allow yourself to relax into it so you just go from here to here it's like you shifted gear and all of a sudden a gap opens up there's space because you're not so contracted and so tight you're 
You were flexing your muscles, now you're relaxing your muscles. So space opens up. All of a sudden there's like space. And that's what they talk about be here now or operate from here is you're not using ideas from the past and projecting it into the future. Right now, there, you have no past and you have no future and you're simply silent, you're quiet, there's no thoughts. You're hanging out in now. And in hanging out in now, all of a sudden space opens up. There's, and in this opening of the space, what happens is existence presenting infinite possibilities. Everything becomes possible all of a sudden. So from a very contracted space, you have gone into expansion and this space opens up and you can breathe now. And in this opening of the space, because existence is infinite, life is infinite, there's infinite possibilities happening are available. The potential is here at any moment. So anything can happen at any moment. So you're starting to understand this. Slowly, slowly, you get to understand it. And, you know, there are moments like the mind wants to freak out because you're bombarded by all these news and these stories you're constantly hearing about the world because the world is hostile. The world is aggressive. It's unpredictable. It's changing all the time. Your surrounding world, your body is changing all the time. Your life story may, is things changing all the time. So you're training yourself to disconnect from all of it and dive into here and now, but no expectations. That doesn't mean you dive into here and now and all of a sudden someone's going to give you $10 million and a lot of your financial issues are solved. No, you're diving into here and now. Everything is possible. All of a sudden you are giving yourself a chance to be into an infinite realm field of possibilities, which anything can present itself to you. And in that, you can feel like big weight is off of your chest because you can breathe. It's like, oh, oh, you mean Zarathustra? I don't need to worry about what's going to happen of the economy or global warming or who's going to save the earth or what's going to happen. That's right. You don't need to worry about that. You're off the hook. At least you're off the hook right now. You can just relax into now. And you give yourself this opportunity throughout the day. You get into a habit of doing it. And the more you get into doing that, the more you realize, wow, I actually feel a lot better. And, you know, slowly, slowly, all of a sudden, wrinkles on your face starts to disappear. You are sleeping better. The quality of the people you meet changes. You run into kind people or conscious people. Things starts to change in your life for better. But I'm not saying that you're going to use this as a technique to get whatever you want. So... I don't want you to come back to me and tell me that 
oh, you told me to do this uh, and we're not, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not talking about that. This, we're not trying to manipulate life because that's what we've been doing all of our lives, trying to manipulate things consciously or unconsciously to get what we want. And we have been doing it from age two years old, manipulating situations to get what we want. We're very good at it. But now this is the opposite. We're not trying to do that. What we're trying to do is to just hang out in here, in this moment, without any agendas. That's why when we're meditating, a lot of times I say, just spend, just be in this moment, just drop the story. Don't even try to meditate. Hang out in this moment because I would like you to become familiar with the power of now, with the power of this space that opens. And don't worry about what's going to give to you later. Just get used to it. And as you dive into it and get used to it, you'll be surprised by all the goodies that it will give you beyond your imagination. But you're not doing it again for that. But it will give you because it creates a force field. It creates a Buddha field around you in a most amazing, fascinating way, which I can't explain that. I can't go tell my mom about this or one of my worldly friends because that's not where they're at. They can only deal with 3D world, but we can by falling into it. And then by falling into this, slowly, slowly existence starts to show you the magic of the magic of life, the miracle of life, because it's a miracle that keeps happening all the time. It keeps recreating itself, but the very simple breeding, very simple being is a complete miracle. It's a phenomena that it's unbelievable. And we're very much used to it because we grew up with it from the time we were born. So you, you know, you can't see air because you're breeding it and it's invisible and you never think about not having it because it's always there. So naturally there's no reason to think about it. Same as the miracle of life. Every moment, every second that you're alive, it's a coordination, correlation of a billion different elements are hand in hand. They agreed on cooperate with each other, which is unbelievable because you're, even your body is made from all these different elements. It's got matter. It's got air in it. It's got water in it. It's got fire in it. It's got like thousands of different chemical reactions. It's a complete chemical factory in here. It's constantly creating chemicals. All kinds of drugs are being induced in you. The whole system works on fluid, all these rivers, all these rivers, they have to carry all these fluids. The whole system works on air. You will notice it when you eat something and you get indigestion and you get gassy. So it needs air, it needs fluid, it needs water, it needs matter, it needs fire. It's all these engines working, the heart is pumping. 
it's just so fascinating so multidimensional it's just so unbelievable how these things are working together and they're working like so perfectly and they're working all the time how is that possible how is this machine is working all the time yeah you finally go sleep six hours a day but the heart is working how is this thing working all the time for 30 40 50 60 80 90 years it's constantly working how is that working? I don't understand. I don't think mankind has ever been to create, able to create a, an engine that can constantly work for 80 years without a break, without changing any parts. How is that working? I, it's beyond imagination. Even with this technology we have, I don't think any corporation, any engineer can create an engine that can work for 80 years con continuously constantly without any kind of maintenance and then you have all these bodies in the world and then all these other ecosystems that are working constantly you get the rain you get the sun you get the bacteria you get the virus you get all these different things happening in conjunction with each other. It's constantly doing the, all these vegetation, go to the nature or go to a different, you know, go to tropics or from tropics, go to the desert, change, go to drastic different places. And all of a sudden there's life in these places, even in, you know, in the hottest desert in the world, there's still life. You go under the water, there's life. You look above, there is life, and all of them are functioning. Isn't this a miracle? It is a miracle, and it's happening all the time. It's, I, my mind cannot go that far. It just like stops at what point. How in the hell this thing is working, and it's been working. I don't need to save any of these things. I don't have to bother myself with any of it. It's like in this life, God has only given me one job to do. And let's see if I can even do that one. Is can you be here <laughs> and be grateful for whatever I've got right now? Because that's all I got. Whatever I have, not what my neighbor has. Because if I want to sit down and compare myself, I'll come up with a list of a thousand different flaws. You know, I can give you a list of a thousand different things are wrong with me because I'm going to be comparing myself with other people. But yet this is perfect. It's exactly how it wants to be expressed. This is exactly how God, existence, consciousness created it. Perfect in this way. So are you. Perfect. A unique expression of the oneness a unique expression of the absolute. There's only one Agatha, one Mona, one Heinz ever existed in the entire span of human history. Yeah, maybe they created one like you 2,000 years ago, but I don't know. We have no idea. Maybe there was exactly somebody looking like me 1,000 years ago. They created a Zaratustra. We would never know that. But in here and now, there is not a duplicate, identical duplicate of any of you. You're the only time 
that life has expressed itself in the way you are, in the way you feel, in the way you see things, in the way you perceive things and your experience. So you're the single expression, unique expression of life, you. That by itself should give you some self-confidence. The whole phenomena, oh, we're coming. Okay, we just got 10 minutes. The whole phenomena of self-confidence, lack of self-confidence is a conditioned mind. The mind has been conditioned to compare. Means, first of all, it's the identity we pick up from the I thought that I am someone separated from existence. I am an individual independent. That means I completely blanked out that I am a wave and I'm the ocean, completely blanking out that this miracle is happening every moment here. Life is expressing itself through me, and I forgot that. So I'm finding that something's wrong, that life didn't know what to do, and it created me with all its shortcomings. And now I'm comparing the unit called me to other units. And of course, I'm going to find flaws. So I'm not good enough to, to be happy. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy to be with a woman of, of my dreams. I'm not worthy to have a good life. I'm not smart enough to have a happy, to be happy. It's just a thought that comes into your mind and we're not aware of it, but you want to catch it. It's a thief. It's like you have a thief in here. So catch the thief. Next time you want to do something, and you become fearful of doing it. I don't know. It could be a very simple thing. Let's say you went and bought a sweater and something's wrong with it or it's tight or there's a and you have to go back to the store and return it. But the store is difficult. You know, it's not an easy place. They don't take things back. You just kind of have to fight or argue with them and kind of push it, you know, not every everything. So you're just like, oh, I don't feel like it because you have to confront someone. Or let's say I'll use a different example. It's like how many times you're facing an authority. Let's say it's your dad or your mom or your boss, someone that you're a little bit afraid of or they have power over you or their status is, you know, they're higher than you. And you have to go and confront them and tell them something like, I don't like the way you talk to me. You kind of talk to me like this. You put me down. You insulted me. Or you always talk to me as if I'm a kid. And that's a very uncomfortable situation because now you're going to this authority type and you have to confront them and tell your truth. And so a lot of times fear comes. I mean, I experience it for myself. Because, you know, I don't want to confront someone. Naturally, if I can get away with it, I get away with it. But now I have to confront somebody that is an authority. And I'm afraid of them a little bit. Or they put induced that fear in me from childhood. Now I need to confront them and tell them, hey, you know what? I don't like the way you talk to me. Or your husband or your wife, someone abusive. 
or your kids. I don't know, whatever is your situation. Most of the time we have it with our parents, our older brothers, sisters, then with our teachers. Then if you're working somewhere, maybe your boss or your partner or your coworker, someone has a little bit power and they're ego tripping and they put you down and you don't really wanna confront them because you're afraid of it or you don't have the confidence that you can stand up to them. So it, this comes up in different various type of points in our lives. And you know, I've had a workshop about self-love and self-acceptance way back. Uh, we've gone through that. Hilde, you've been in a bunch of my workshops about self-love and self-acceptance. You know, Monica, Marit, you all been with me back in the day in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, wherever we had it. I haven't done anything like that for a long time, but so, yeah. So this thing is going to keep coming up constantly for everybody. You just need to become aware of it, that a thought comes to your mind and the thought is you're not worthy and you're not good enough, but it's just a thought. That's all it is. And thoughts are weightless unless you pick them up. If you pick up the thought, then it will drag you down because thoughts are weightless. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're coming to the end of our academy. It's very nice to see you all. I appreciate it. Uh, I was broadcasting on Instagram, but somehow uh, the phone got disconnected twice. I tried to run it again, but it wasn't working. I don't know if it's the application my phone's not updated or whatever is the scenario. I have to figure this out. This is the third week in a row that I've been having problems with it. So um, if you have any comments or questions, you're welcome to write an email to me. My email address is info at zaratustra.tv. My social media uh, name is zaratustra5d. And uh, my website is zaratustra.tv. TV. A copy of this broadcast will be emailed to you for those of you who are connecting with me over Zoom, as well as the podcast. Um, you can always go on, on my website, go to the media section and, and watch previous videos, podcasts. You can go on YouTube and check out the videos. We have a bunch of different things. I look forward to seeing you next week. Feel free to write to me if you want me to talk about anything in particular. Uh, and then uh, we'll just move on from there. I really appreciate your presence. And I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Namaste. God bless.